Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my ha-ha. <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? <laughs> and Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hip music. Hello. Miguel and Holly Uncensored, we are back for a new week as we are careening into Christmas holiday. Careening into Christmas, that's a new one. Oh, careful, Holly. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, On our on-air show, we do headphone karaoke every week, and Holly lost this week, and so you had to become the human Christmas tree. So that means I'm wearing um, a string of lights. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they're plugged in as I'm sitting here. And so when I touch my microphone, and I don't know if you can hear it listening, but this is what happens. I wonder if you can't hear that. It's like you're... I wonder if it's like two hands make it more. Dude. Oh, gosh. What if it blows up? Dude. I don't know. Let's not do that. Now. Let's not do that. I wonder if it's like the current uh, from because the lights are plugged in. Yeah. And it's the current coming through. And then as you're touching the microphone, it's like a conductor. I'm the conductor. Yes. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Oh. I have to, it would have to be me because I'm I'm the one that the lights are around. Yes. Right. I have a live electrical current around my body, mm-hmm. and the microphone obviously has an electrical current going through it. Yeah. yeah. Ah, look at that. What does it mean? What is my body gonna be okay? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. probably shouldn't wear them outside of like when we're done. You should probably be done. You shouldn't wear them for a long time. I'm gonna go ahead and just unplug them. Yeah. After this podcast. <laughs> It's fine. Look at that. If they would have explained physical science like that back in the day when you learned about that stuff, it would have made more sense to me than back then. I'm saying, do you know, as a quick side tangent, which was a podcast before, so I had a physics class, I think it was, in college. Mm -hmm. And as a fun side note, it was with Denny because he was really smart in engineering and like sciences and stuff. college boyfriend. My college boyfriend at the time. So I was like, I'll just take this, um, you know, this this physics class with him. Yeah. It's hard as shit. Yeah, I got a C minus in physics. I say, hey, C's get degrees. I also got a C. But I, the only thing I remember really learning was they gave us a, um, an assignment to pick out a children's toy and figure out how it used physics. So do you remember oh. the Skip It? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I remember yeah. that. You like It was like a loop. Uh, it was like a plastic toy. You put a loop around your foot, and then you, it went around, and you jumped it like jump rope. And didn't and it like it, count? Yeah, it was a counter. Yeah. That uses centripetal force. Yes. And I learned about that by researching the skip it. That's the uh, only thing I remember about science because I, I got to use the skip it. <laughs> so, yes, real life applications, better for learning. Yeah, I never had to take physics in college or high school, yes. um, thankfully. Yeah, thank God. Uh, but I did. I remember we, I took physical science in high school. And the only thing I remember, or two things, is one, the really hot guy that I stole the picture of yeah. for the yearbook. He was in that class. He was a year older, so I think I was a sophomore. And <laughs> I remember we had to build, like, a lunchbox with an alarm on it. Whoa. And I just remember everyone being like, oh, because we were learning, like, how all that stuff works, the wires and stuff. Yeah. And I just remember, and this is how I, I wish that someone back then would have recognized that I learned differently. And so I remember as they were doing it, I just remember being like, this is like Einstein building a rocket. Like, I don't get it. What the hell are y'all talking about? 
But it's like if someone would have explained it in a way that I, the way I learn yeah. now, it would have made sense. But I just remember being, I remember one time in biology in seventh grade going to my teacher and being like, there is just no way that I could ever learn the material. It just, it won't happen. Why do I feel like you're using the TikTok voice changer that's like, woo, <laughs> Yeah. That's your voice in me <laughs> with your teacher. But like that's legit. I try to be that person for my daughter now mm. because a lot of times in schools, it's like, yes, they do. A, I think nowadays a better job at trying mm. to focus on what individual students need right. and they see it more, but there's still only so much time. Exactly. So I, it's hot. Like this is why parenting is no joke because we were trying to like do, um, um, like subtraction from numbers greater than a hundred. So like, you know, one third, like a uh, one thirty five minus, 57 mm, mm-hmm. and you have to do the thing where you cross it off and you go and then need the remainder or whatever mm-hmm. except with common core they call it if there's more on the floor you go next door oh. and so then what ha- the only bad thing i don't like about common core and that's a cute little phrase to remind you that if there is a higher number on the bottom and you can't take seven out of five right you got to go to the next door neighbor the tens place mm-hmm. but the problem is my second grader is like okay so there's four on the floor, so then you go next door, you bump that door, then you come back for more. And I'm like, no, you can't no. just add stuff to the rhyme. It's not. <laughs> no. Like a rat. no. All right, let's go. She's like, but that sounds cool. And then she's like doing it even when you don't need to do it. She's like, more on the floor, but you go next door, you bump that door. And I'm like, uh, no. I'm like, okay, this has made math almost too much fun. <laughs> like, so it's, it's like, okay, okay, let me try to break this down without the cutesy phrase. And like we had to sit there, and it was so frustrating because sometimes mm. I can't even add normal. Like, I'm like, like, what are we doing? Like, nine plus five. And I'm like, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69, 70, 71, 72, 73, 74, 75, 76, 77, 78, 79, 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, it was like after the first quarter or whatever it was back then, and we had a t- parent-teacher conference, and Miss Thomas told my mom, she was like, I can always tell when Miguel, like, is, doesn't understand because she was like, I was always like the smiley kid, and she was like, he'd be sitting there listening and, like, writing the notes, and then the minute that we would get to something that was complicated, she was like, it was like someone zapped my soul, and she was like, I would just sit there and just look look lifeless. Like, I was just like... Yeah, I'm lost. Well, you, well, you went inside your head. I, I I don't get it. So then, what was really cool is she, out of her own time, I think it was like once or twice a week, I would stay after school, and she would like either order pizza or she would Aww. do something, and she was like, "You're going to get this," and so she would like physically, and that's when I realized that I was like a visual learner. That she was like, "All right, if I have five pizza slices and da 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 da," and then that's when I finally started to get it, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Ah, oh, that makes sense." Um, but it just, you got to learn different ways. Every, yeah, back, that's, back. The, that's the thing. And a lot of schools can't do that 
from the sheer number of students in it. No, because yeah. then when they got to like the more complicated stuff in high school, like nobody was trying to sit no, around time and to, yeah, do no. all the individual. I wish stuff. they would have. I still don't quite understand a lot of the stuff with algebra. Girl, I algebra like I don't know how I passed college algebra. Like it, I to this day I'm like it literally was like I, I think I've said this before in the podcast how the show Married with Children back in the day. The uh, her she was Kelly, the child. She was a dumb blonde with Christina Applegate. Yeah, and they had one episode where she was studying for something, and she like studied, 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 and then like someone came in, they were like, "Hey, Kelly, can you remember this?" And she was like, "Don't say it, don't say it. I only have so much room in my head." And then they said it out loud, and then it was like her top, her head opened up, ah. and steam came out, and she was like. I've lost everything now that you said that. That's what I used to feel like in school. I'd be like, I can only do what I need. And then after the test, it's done. I don't remember anything else. Yeah, that sucks. But that's the problem with school, too, is that they teach you. It's all about memorization. It's like the test. Right. Not truly understanding and grasping the material. But... We're not here to talk about that today. Sorry, I went off on this whole tangent. No, 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 no. And we will, we've had a couple of people inquire about, um, I, I had. I did like a question and answer thing this weekend since I was at home the whole time with my bum knee. Ugh. And I had a couple people slide up in my DMs and say, hey, can you talk about the time you and Holly kissed? Oh. <laughs> um, and there's a picture and everything. Uh. And so we'll talk about that um, on Wednesday's podcast. That's fair. But today we're focused on Scott. <laughs> Hey, we're focused on Scott. Now, if you are uh, just a podcast listener and you don't listen to the show, Scott revealed a life update uh, last week on the show. And what was that? So I guess if I could give a timeline. So from the time that I've been on the show, there's always there's been a very consistent thing that's always been around with me. And so I'm 24 now and I've had a girlfriend since I was 19, 18 turning 19, and the big life update was over like uh, probably uh, a month and a half ago, that relationship has officially ended, and we have split up, broken up, Mm. done. You single. Yeah, yeah. For the first, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm 24, so, you know, like a four and a half year relationship. Now, when you two met, you were, how old did you say you were? I was 18, getting ready to turn 19. So we met like right around, we kind of started dating right before I turned 19. Yeah. And this was at the end of your freshman year? This was going, yeah, like the summer after my freshman year. We worked for the same organization together. Mm-hmm. And that's going into sophomore year, we pretty much started dating then. Wow. Okay. That's a long time. That is <laughs> like four and a half years. Yeah, and so we we followed the journey of your ex um, moving away for their career to go to secondary school, mm-hmm. and you we followed you as you two were trying to work out the kinks of this relationship. Yeah, what happened? Because from everything yeah. <laughs> that you told us on the air, you were working. You both were working really hard. At making it happen, but where was it? Because it was long distance, yeah. and that was tough, and we went through yeah. those. Uh, it was actually this time last year that things yeah. are a little rough because of the distance. Yeah, so right from the beginning, I mean, we knew that distance is just hard in general. I mean, you could be a, a couple of cities away, and there's already mm-hmm. trouble in paradise because it's like as soon as you can't see that person and communication gets off, it just so much gets harder. But we were, in my eyes— we were figuring it out. That first year, 
we did have our bumps in the road because immediately it was like you get smacked in the face with reality that it's like things are not the same that they were. You know, I'm not seeing you every day. I'm not talking to you as much as I was before. And so we definitely had our bumps in the road where it's like we have to figure this out. And it wasn't long after we started going long distance where we really started to see those problems. And honestly, probably after that first semester, it came to a crossroads of like, we're either going to do this mm-hmm. or let's just call it right now because it hurts too much to keep going forward if I'm not going to have some clarity. And that was on both ends. And we did. We sat down. We talked it out. I told her everything that was going through my head and the frustrations I had. And she told me hers. And then we went into this past year, 2020, started it off. And honestly, it was going fine. You know, I really thought as soon as she went back, it's like, boom. It's like the gear finally clicked in, going solid. And then COVID hit, Mm. which that actually kind of helped because then you're kind of brought back to a fake reality because she had to move back to Florida. So she was in Florida for a couple months Mm. going about our business. But I guess in general what happened is as soon as she got back for this, I guess whatever year it is now, her second year, I guess in what was happening with her is it just became too much. The distance hurt too much to even like continue going forward, and it wasn't – the same feeling that it was before you know it's it was too hard to keep it going when you're constantly thinking in the back of your head like you can't do this or there's too much going on and you know I told her this and I'll say it you know I did not think the same I thought I really did think that we had it figured out maybe it was a distraction thing maybe it was something I wasn't telling myself but I really did think that we had things figured out and we were on a good flow and it kind of came out of nowhere but when we sat and talked about it I mean I understand completely. And as I've said in different things that I've done in my life, it's like you have to do what makes you happy. And when I talk to her as, you know, angry and as upset as I was at one point, I'm like, look, if you're not happy in the situation, like you need to do what's best for you. I'd rather you not be with me out of pity out of you just forcing yourself to be with me. No, don't do that. Go do you. I'll be okay. As much as I wasn't when she first told me I was a mess, but as much as I know like right now I'm not okay, I know eventually I will be okay because of it now when we talked about this on air we didn't have a whole lot of time to go into the timeline of it yeah but the reason why we sort of we didn't talk about it is because it was a really rough time that it happened yeah and to be completely honest we didn't want people hearing it and people only half listen when you're on the radio as opposed to a podcast and so you you, she broke up with you got you broke up that week and then what happened that weekend? And then, so it was just, uh, you know, it was four days before my mom passed away. Right. And, it, yeah. You had a lot of emotions. There was it, a lot going yeah. on. It's, like, too much. That's what I keep thinking. Like, when I when I heard everything that happened, obviously, with everything with your mom, I was just, like, it's too much. And you you have to, you almost have to turn off. Did you do that? Because I feel like you I'm, have to. Yeah. Otherwise, you, it's, it is too much. And you overload. And so, it's, like, you you hit a place where you're like, my brain has to shut down Mm -hmm. and go numb as a survival instinct. No, I mean, I I knew it immediately. And I I, I won't falter. And I know, like, we just said it. Like, it happened, like, we broke up before my mom passed. And I will say it again, like, it's just an unfortunate timeline. Right. I, I hold nothing against her for it. It's just that's how it ended up happening. But as soon as everything happened with my mom, completely, just, like, that thought, everything that happened there, like, got pushed so far back that, you know, even to this day, 
maybe it's not fully wrapped. Maybe I haven't even fully processed that because I'm not even full. Like, I haven't processed everything else. Right. And so I did. And I, I told her that because I know we wanted to talk and have, like, a closure talk and kind of figure everything out because everything kind of happened really quick. And I needed to wait, you know, months before I was like, I, I can't think of that right now. And I said it on the air, but I just kind of went numb. And I do, you know, full transparency. I still do have moments where I'm just very numb, like, even to that situation. Maybe it, it helped me from extreme heartbreak on that end because I already have extreme heartbreak. So it's a, I think it's just a survival instinct. I really as soon as it happened, I knew it was because I was like, I don't even have I can't even think about that right now. Like, right. I'm, you know, that's your brain that's, being that like that happened. OK, I got like, you, boo boo. Right. Yeah. And that I mean, I said it also on the air where it's like, I know as soon as 2021 starts and, and I'm not in the holiday season of going and seeing family. And I know, yes, I'm going to be safe seeing family with the pandemic and everything. But. I do want to get in and get professional help because I don't fully know how to go about these emotions because I know that I have stuff packed down for sure with everything. And even talking about it, I was telling Miguel the other day, I was like, I'm always down to talk about things, but you always have to peel the first layer back because I'm not going to be the first one to be like, oh, let me just talk to you about everything going on in my head. Spill my guts. Yeah. Well, that's true, especially when you all also don't necessarily know what's going to be on the other end of that. Yeah. Like, people just don't do that. And right. I, I speak from my personal experience here, too. When you're going through a trauma, people are like, well, let me know when you're ready to talk. And it's like, I'm not I don't know sure when I'm, be, so. when I'm ready to do that because it's so heavy. Yeah, and that, I think, and I said this in a group because I've been going to a couple of different, like, grieving groups where it's like, <laughs> I'm happy that people are there to understand, but I don't even, like, I, I'm scared of the feeling that when I start talking about it. Like, yeah. I, it's it's almost like you're walking into a battle, and you're like, all right, well, let me just get the, the stuff kicked out of mm. me really quick. And I want, I'm getting better at talking about it, but I'm not fully there, and I want to be able to talk about it because I don't want it to sit inside me and slowly come out in worse ways. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, that is so smart. Because that's the only way to do it. Right. Because that's all trauma does. It will just transmute itself into some other kind of thing that's harmful, not yeah. only to you, but your future relationships, yeah. uh, any relationships that you have in your life. That's what can happen to people when they don't deal with what's gone on with them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I really want to put emphasis on just that's going to be my next step and just trying to figure this out and actually doing it. And I like I was so nervous to even go to a, like a grieving group. Because of it, because it's, and I like, I think it finally clicked on why so many people hesitate before going to get help. Because like, I had no idea what I was doing. I felt like such a like an outcast, and I, I was nervous to step in the doors. But it, it was weird because as soon as I did, I was like, oh my god, like these people are so nice, and mm. it was so beneficial just by going to one. And then I went to another, and I was like, I need this. Yeah. I really do need this. And obviously now it's the holiday season, so I can't really do it as much. But that will be the next step in the next year. When that conversation first happened, like, what went through your mind initially? I, when it first happened, when we broke up or when, you know, we had the discussion, it just, I think it just kind of felt like my world just fall, fell apart, to be completely honest. And then I just got done. I was working a trivia night. And it's just a weird sequence of events because that night I posted something on my Instagram. I was like, I was just feeling it. I was feeling like, I don't know. I was posting something about, like, with her saying, holy crap, like, this is it. Well, hadn't you just been at a wedding? Yeah. Okay. Was it that weekend y'all had it been was to like a wedding? A, a week, yeah, that weekend uh, either before or two weeks before or whatever. Okay. Or right around there. You and two had gone to a friend's wedding We together. went to, a, like, yeah, my best friend's wedding 
we were we were back in our long distance, but you know, I take note of these things when you would get together and it's like when things start feeling like they're back to normal, as soon as you get in the car with each other, like, oh man, we haven't missed a beat, even though we haven't seen each other in a month or two. Like those are the things I'll keep note of. I'm like, oh shit, like we got it. We we really got it. And that's what was going through my head that day. And it was just And I weddings gotta, put people in their feels anyway. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I I mean I've been open all along. Like I am all in my feels. Listen, music gets me in my feels. I go yes. to weddings. I cry at other people getting married. I don't even know them. You're a feely person. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's great. You feel all the feels. All the feels. But and then that night, you know, we went to talk and I answered the phone and she was just bawling. And I was like, literally, and like, it was like the last thing in my thought. I was thinking all the other extremes that were happening. Like, oh my God, what happened in your family? What mm. happened in your life? Like, I'm here. And then after like, you know, like five minutes of nothing, I was like, no way. There's no way this is happening. So it was like her just crying and it was quiet. She's trying to get herself together. And then that's yeah. when it dawns on you what she's trying to say, but probably afraid. Yeah, I I didn't really fully understand until she said it. And then mm. I was like, whoa. And yeah. I, I get, you know, I was trying to be very controlling of my own emotion because I think my first reaction is like I just get really pissed where like, I'm like, what the fudge Which is, is happening? Mm. A valid emotion. Yeah, right. but I mean, it was just, it was pure shock. It was just pure shock, and I, I lost it. It was weird because I was downstairs in the house, and Miguel and I, we lived together, and I think y'all were still up and everything. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm about to lose my ish, and mm. I, nobody sees that side of me. Nobody, because it, it happens very rarely. But I lost my ish, and I just started bawling my eyes out of, like, what is happening? Like, and in those, and what I'm learning from myself right now is like, in that moment, I'm like, I I don't know if I could go on. I don't know how I'm gonna like. I'm supposed to do the show in like you know, six hours. I, how am I supposed to compose myself? Am I am I gonna be able to keep going with everything? And it's interesting because you do, and you find a way. And I found a way. And we talked for a couple hours. And it's just by the end of it, by the end of that conversation, that's when I really kind of went numb with everything. Like, even before everything happened to my mom, because I was already dealing with the stress of my mom. Yes. That whole week was very hard. And then on top of that, I was like, now this. And yeah. I remember going to bed, it was probably like midnight, and I was like, all right, like, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Mm. And so, yeah, it was just pure, just made a breakdown. I haven't had a breakdown like that in a long time. Mm. So I have to ask a difficult question that I know a lot of people have been asking me since you revealed it on the air. And I just feel like for clarity's sake, um, you can answer it. You don't have to answer it. But this is a question that people have been wondering is last year there was this whole sort of like controversy around this time where there was a guy that she was in school with who got her a necklace. It was inappropriate. You had a conversation with her. She told him that was inappropriate. And so I've had a lot of people be like, is that the reason why? Uh, from the 99% that I know of, no. Okay. No. I mean, and I, I'll, I'll talk about this for a second just because to give you a little insight on how my brain works. If that – like we had a conversation after months, you know, like pretty recently mm -hmm. where, you know, her and I talked and we just – from that conversation – and where we're coming from, like, I know it's not because there's somebody else. Mm. And I, I said it straight, like, jokingly, but out of a place of, you know, I, I was nervous for the answer. I was self-conscious. And I was like, all right, who's the guy? You know, mm. joking, but, like, ready to just be 
furious. Right. Like, Go ahead. Like, tell me, and I'll just never talk to you ever again in my life. Mm. That wasn't the case. She actually got pissed because I said that, and of course, but talked it through, and it wasn't the case. But if it was the case, like, I'd, I would be a mess. I don't think I would be able to, like, doing the show right now because I think it would just put me in a place of just such a low mm. because it would just set me up for so much more work that I have to do on myself because I would break all trust because last year when everything was happening like that, like, that was heartbreak. Even thinking of it now gets me emotional because I was like, holy crap. Like, if that was the case, if there was somebody else and you lied to me after four years of just pure trust and going on long distance and building more trust and having to trust for my own feelings, that would ruin me. Absolutely. But I, but I, is it black and white like that, though? I mean, okay, let me try and clarify that. So, <laughs> so I don't think the only two options are... There's not another person, and there never has been, and there won't be for a while. That's the one option. And the other option is she's been, like, actively cheating on you. Like, seeing someone, you know, making out with people. Like, that's the other option. Obviously, those are pretty extremes. But feelings are weird. Yeah. And they're not in those extremes. So, like, I... I'm not sure where I want to go with this. All I know is that I'm I'm thinking to myself, what happens if she did have sort of feelings for someone, but of course wouldn't do anything to hurt you or or like actively step outside the relationship, mm. but you can't help how you feel. So eventually, like she's you both will start dating other people. Um I think if it if it were old necklace guy, do you still feel those feelings or do you say it was not me because mm. it's not ever you? Right. I th- yeah, I think the thought that comes to my mind right now. So, I th- yeah, I, I do want to k- take a couple steps back on, I think, the things I just said. It all has to do with timeline, too. So, like, let's say, like, now. Like, it's, it's pretty fresh. Yeah. Wounds pretty open. If I went on my social media and I saw something, any of that nature. Too like, much. Too much. Gotcha. Right. But at the end of the, like taking another step back, like, I am I'm pretty numb to things right now. So, like, I know I'm going to be, like, I'm going to go do me no matter what. I'm going to pick my head up now because I'm, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I am so motivated to just be the best version of myself out of everything that's just happened in my life. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll be sad, I'll be angry, but I'm going to damn sure to be able to work through that on my own. And I'm going to be better the next day because of it. Like, I just, you know, I probably want to follow you and block you and never have any contact with your friends. Just because I don't want that right now, I don't need to open myself up to see it. Yeah. But just know, like, I know I'll be okay. Like, I'll be okay. I'm not, now I'm not looking on me as, like, I'm less than. Right. That's the difference, I think. Because back then I was like, I'm not comparing myself to, like, some other guy. I don't want to feel like I'm less than. Now I know I'm not. No matter what. Like, you could find someone else. That is fine. I'm always going to lift my head high because I believe in the person I am. Yeah. And I'm not going to let somebody else come into the picture and take that away from me. And they can't. And they can't. And that's that's really what I've been struggling with right now because I think the hardest thing through all of this is picturing that. When you've been with someone for so long and you try to picture them with someone else, like that just rips me. No but, matter how much time has gone, it's yeah. still weird. It oh, yeah. It still yeah. is weird. Whenever I'm that, sure you could attest. Oh, absolutely. Whenever that happens, if it's six months, a year, two months from now, it's going to be weird, but I think it's good that you're going to start the process of talking to someone about it. So, because I feel like most people, when we break up with someone, especially at 24 years old, 
you sort of are like, I'm sad. And then you're like, all right, well, let's dive into work or whatever. And you don't really delve into your side of the emotions. And so I think if you're going to do the work of understanding yourself, how to grieve that, working through your mom, that whenever that does happen, you'll hopefully be at a place where you'll still feel that like ping. But I feel like the further in time that that has happened, that you like that you've been apart, when you see that person, the ping is less. Yeah. So like when you first see it after like the first time, it's like you just stuck your whole hand in my in my gut. And I'm like, God. But then, like, a year later, it's like, all right, it's like half your hand. And then, like, two years, it's like, oh, it's a little flick. And then three years, you're like, all right. Yeah, that's true. I'll attest to that because we can't get into all of this. But I had a situation one time where I was the one that was let go, if you will, which is a mind F, by the way, Mm because you're like, who leaves me? (laughs) I'm great, damn it. Fucking awesome. (laughs) So that, and I was devastated. And then the first time I saw something with a new girl, I, I went a little nuts. Yeah. And I compared myself to her. Mm -hmm. I was not in my best self. I was like, you know, mean in my own head. Um, I was like jealous and, you know, it comes from a place of hurt, of not good enough, of, you know, if this had been different, would this have been? And it was like really, really hard for me. Um, They ended up getting married, that whole situation. And I have since been able to like look at the wedding pictures and be like, that's the way that's supposed to be. I think that's like the, the scariest thing is making sure that I'm not align myself to look at myself as any less and that's that's i think last year this time it was a battle of that Um, yeah you know comparing myself and years ago i was much worse where i'd look at my like and then start judging myself but now i'm really working on just looking at myself like no you're you're good that's the big key i think once you figure out like who you are and you know um even though you're so young but like and and what your what you bring to the table and why that's not for everyone. Yeah. I'm not for everyone, but I'm damn sure great for myself mm-hmm. and for the people whose tribe I am. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So after you sort of realize that, when you see those those triggers or those memories or you know, the new pictures or whatever, and then you get that little like Miguel said, it's sort of like a ping. But yeah. then you're like, Nah, I'm okay. But it can take a long time even longer if you're not helping yourself or don't even know how to. Yeah. So that's good that you're going to. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back, is there anything that you would have done differently about the situation, the relationship? It's it's so hard to say because it's, I actually was in my thoughts like yesterday while running and I'm like, you know, would I do anything different? I think I would take more time to be just, say yes to more stuff, I think. And that was probably back before she went long distance, mm. you know, being like, you know what? F it. It's a Tuesday night. Like, let me not worry about work right now, going to bed at nine and let me go have a good night. Or I, I sure there's plenty of those memories. I can't be exact on one, but I also, I don't regret anything because we were, you know, handed just a very hard deck. It, it's one of the bigger reasons why the relationship can go on is like picturing the next three years doing this. Like if it was maybe like six more months, maybe a year, like, whatever, that's yeah. a whole other side of it. If you're going to end, you're going to end. But, like, three more years of that, I think that's what really did it in her mind of, like, I can't do that. 
Especially and, if it's not ideal. If you yeah. know that you're living in un, an uncomfortable spot, yeah. you can handle uncomfortable for, I think, maybe about as long as you all did. Right. Yeah. Like, you can, that's a, maybe, I would be actually interested to dig into this research about how long a human can, like, handle uncomfortable without forcing change on something. Yeah. Mm. Um, and maybe it's about that long yeah. before you finally have to be, like, either something's changing or ending or moving or something. Something I'm 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 breaking. Yeah. Well, and I think too, it was really hard because after those three years, there was no guarantee that she would come right back here, exactly. or right. that you know that I would still be here. Right. Then. Who's to say that you'll be working with us? Maybe there's a morning show in California that all of a sudden would want you right before, and then is she moving to California? So I feel like there were so many Unknown. questions that it just it's really difficult. Yeah, and I think that's those are the thoughts I think tore her apart. Where it's like that that whole situation. Me, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, day by day. Like, shoot, I'm still in Tampa Bay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know what will happen tomorrow, but today I'm here. Right. So. And her life is a lot more structured. Yes, very much yours so. Yours is. It's, a lot, it's an easier timeline to think to picture yeah. versus mine where I'm like, literally, I don't know what 2021 is going to bring. Right. I know. I and have no idea. Neither is bad, by the way. No, right. I don't, I don't it, think it's bad. It's not. I mean, the fact that our career is so weird like this, yeah. it's just this, this is what this career is. It's mm-hmm. It's... There are no guarantees. Um, you don't really know what it's going to look like even a year from now. Yeah. Whereas the path that she's on is so structured and so regimented that it's like for someone who craves that sort of lifestyle yeah. and is also following that path, your situation can be like, I, that gives me anxiety. You know what right. I mean? So it's like, but it's not wrong. It's yeah. just different. Yeah, and, I, and when we you know, ended our conversation. It's like we left off, well, one, left off on great terms, which is, we. I've never had a relationship end where I'm like, all right, we're good. This mm. pump, we're good. See you around the block. Yeah. Right. Which is weird. But I also told her, I was like, you know, like, I don't have hard feelings towards you. Like, I wish you the best. I hope you do everything that you ever dream of. Don't forget the things that you were that make you so great. Yeah. Even in, you know, the environment that you're in, like, still stay true to you and then vice versa to me. So it's, the whole conversation, you know, ended on good terms. It's, you know, very crappy. Not ideal. But like I said in prior conversations, like this is what is best for now. And I do believe that I will be okay. And that I've had a lot of things going on in my life. And I'm like, the thought of that just kind of that gets me up in the morning. I'm like, okay, mm. I know I'll be okay. I don't know when. Right. I know I will be. So I'm just going to hold on to that. For as long as I can. This may be too soon for you to answer this question, um, but I always ask myself this question after a breakup. Um, what lessons have you or will you take away from mm. this relationship? And if you don't know and it's too soon, that is completely okay because may you may been. not have had time to <laughs> process and really think about and it. reflect. Mm-hmm. There's a couple things, and I, I told her this too. It's like number one, she really taught me how to be adventurous and just like kind of just step out of my own comfort zone with life because when I first stepped into this job, I was ready to just dive into the job and not do anything. And it, she was the one that was like, let's like, what do you have off this weekend? Like, let's go to a different state. Let's go try this new adventure. Let's just go do things to live life, you know, travel across the country and go to a new country, like all that stuff. To be adventurous and really take advantage of the time we have here, and that 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 goes into a much bigger picture of my life right now. But it's just, 
it's okay to do just something completely spontaneous because I'm not really a big spontaneous guy when it comes down to the stuff like that, but now I'm much more of one. I'm much more open to like, y'all, like we got one shot at this thing. Like it's okay if I miss this one event or if I'm a little late to this. Okay, let me go do something that's really going to feed my soul Mm. and doing that. And then also like I learned so many different family lessons from like her and her family just watching them interact and they had a family interaction that was just like honestly beautiful of this like a big family that you know through troubling times still came together through fights still made up and i always had an envisionment of one day having a family that's big that could get together that lives pretty close to each other because growing up you know i love my family and i'm so blessed that i get to see them at least a couple times a year but i've always had an envisionment one year i'm going to be able to have family where it's like oh man it's a tuesday like come over for dinner mm. like do that and I've always respected that, and I always will. And, you know, I still, you know, I love her family and everything they've given me to just, you know, show love, you know, all of those things I still take with me. So those are just to name a couple. Mm. Well, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> As you wade through the emotions and try to figure it out, because it's, it's not easy, but... no. And I told you this right when it happened is, you know, this will be something that doesn't make sense and you won't feel it. But this could possibly be the best thing that happens to you. And you may look back at this later on in life and say that was the turning point for when I focused on me fully Mm -hmm. to truly understand what my purpose is and how I can fulfill it. And this may be the gas that you need to you know, propel you to whatever it is that you're supposed to do next. It doesn't feel like it now. It won't feel like it tomorrow. It won't feel like it next year. But at some point, you will look back at this moment and say, this is the moment when I truly changed for the better. Yeah, yeah. I I, I hold on to the thought. I don't know, like, I'm not there yet, but I hold on to the thought. And that kind of, like, like I said, like, those kind of thoughts, people are, I think, very, I, I don't know, what it is like not amazed but like just kind of like curious on how i'm like still myself yeah through all of this and like it's those thoughts it's knowing that it's like like no matter what i will be okay and i will make it and look back and be like okay like i got something out of that like this isn't the end all for me this this is supposed to happen i've always been a believer and it's it's a weird thing to say and i've questioned it more than ever but it's like things happen for reasons yeah and i put it all over my Instagram all the time. Like, I don't know what those reasons are. You know, I, these the hands that have been dealt recently in the cards, all those, like, I don't know why right now. And we don't. And they suck. We don't always. <laughs> and sometimes we don't know for years. Right. Yeah. And that that's that's the whole thought. It's like, I don't know what they are. But I do know that one day I'm going to be able to look back and be like, okay, like, I, I made it through and I'm in a better place now. Mm. That's That's where I'm at. And at the core, I am who I am. And... At your core, you are probably one of the most resilient people that I know. And it and that word I feel like almost gets tossed around a lot, but only um I mean the the way in which you've navigated this is it the people the people that are asking you how you are staying like it's because you don't see it that often. Mm. So you're a, a person that has deep natural like born in resilient roots. And you just don't see that too often because and and again, that's I'm not saying that people who uh, don't have a lot of resiliency or much are bad or wrong or anything. Yeah. 
But you see it so infrequently, someone with the amazing amount of resiliency to be in the shoes that you're in now and still be doing the podcast with us, openly being vulnerable and talking about it, um, turning, you know, these lessons into life mantras and stuff. That's rare. Right. And it's a gift. And the reason that one reason I think is that, you know, you're here now talking about it is to maybe help other people who don't have that resiliency. Oh, yeah. So that they can see. I mean, I'm getting a little teary eyed thinking about it, about how impactful it is. So thank you. Well, I mean, thank you. I mean, I have gotten a lot of really, really heartfelt messages and stories people have shared with me. And it's, I am very honored and inspired by people reaching out to me and I could help them in any way. And just know, I mean, through it all, like it does, it helps one to have y'all in the corner. And I, I put that when somebody asked on my Instagram, I was like, I am blessed to be able to come in here. Like, this is my job. And if I was in any other environment, I don't know how I'd be. I don't know mm. if I would I would be in the same mind space, but being with people that care and like I see y'all every day and I see my family every weekend, like that keeps my head on my shoulders. I remember the lessons that I've been taught my entire life, that keeps my head on my shoulders. And yeah. I go home and I have people that are reaching out to me that actually genuinely care. That keeps me moving forward. And so if there's anything like that, it's, you know, you find the environment that really helps you and it's like you hold on to the one thing and that's been the biggest thing for me. And I was like, I hold on. I'm like, okay, just don't let go. And yeah. as I've put many times, like, I think people misunderstand. Like, I'm not always up. Like, I'm not always positive and up. And I do have my moments of downtime. And I do have my moments of deep reflection and hurt and anger and sadness. Those do happen. Like, don't, I guess it's just like, don't be missed. Like, don't be confused on my Instagram if you see one thing look through see the message that i'm actually i'm actually showing there um i know when you're down because i hear you wailing to adele in the shower at chat uh, music has been so therapeutic like you should see me in the car rides when i'm driving across the state every weekend oh my lord you don't like lewis capaldi but man oh, <laughs> he wails lewis thank you i think lewis he hears you over in the uk <laughs> and he's like oh is that Scotty singing me right now? For the 90th oh. time today. Yes, yeah. yes. I feel all of his emotions too. <laughs> oh, I'm Lewis Capaldi. I'm counting my money. Oh, hello, I'm... I'm not. There was one more question I had. Oh, 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 oh. Um, just for levity's sake. Oh. Have you, uh, anybody tried to slide up in your DM since we announced that you were single on the show? Have people... Tried to come and say, hey, I got some comfort for you. <laughs> right between uh, them. Oh, them teas. Oh, wow. I know he's put it like that. Oh. People, I mean, people have slid up, but I think people are like uh, like walking on glass and yes. like eggshells right now. Like, hey, just liking your photo. Just do mm. it. You know, it's flattering. Thanks. Like, have like, you had know. anybody try to like 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 all your photos? Like they went back. And they're like, ooh, here's a photo from 2016 of Scott in college. Hey, girl. I think there's been a couple. Yeah, I have oh. had a lot of, like, like random requests and stuff. And, I, again, like, it's flattering. Thank you. Like, it weirdly is. So, you know, I, I see you. Just know that whoever catches your attention will be put through the most tough Jeez. in fuck interrogation by this big sister that you yes. have ever seen yes. because you better be someone damn special for our Scotty. Amen to that. <laughs> you got to come through these two mamas right oh, here. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Don't come over. Don't. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, good. Well, I can't uh, wait to hear about the... I told Scott last night at Chateau Oprah, I was like, I'm so curious how, like, whenever that time comes that you start just sort of having drinks and talking and possibly going out on dates, how that Scott is going to look. We have no clue what that Scott looks like. I don't even know like. how to do that stuff. I couldn't even drink the last time I was single. <laughs> oh, I was boy. Illegal. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. So we're about to get... Scott, for the first time, single. This is going to be fun regardless of what happens. Girl. That was like my post-divorce phase when I just lost my mind. It's man, fine. Monday podcast when Holly was single after her girl. divorce. Those were the best, girl. I was like, what happened this weekend, girl? <laughs> I remember when I got into a relationship, our uh, old co-host Kramer was like, man, now the podcasts are going to get boring again. <laughs> I was just an absolute mess. Ooh, it's going to be interesting. Holly, what's all of your social media? Radio Holly on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Scott? At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. I'm Miguel Fuller on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, all the things. And if you want to help us open the show, all you got to do is download the free Hot 101.5 app and leave an open mic. And Holly, what does it sound like if you leave an open mic to help us start the show? Oh my God, hi guys. I'm Bethany from Port Richie, and I love you guys so much. Abigail, you're my favorite. Uh, but I really like Holly and Scotty too. I mean, it's like everybody is fine. It's just uh, Abigail is so funny. Uh, anyway, platypus. <laughs> That's sort of how I picture yes. it. Yes. So just leave that on the Hot 101.5 app and make sure to leave a request or uh, if you want a mask, a Miguel and Holly sticker, send me an email Miguel at Hot 101.5 Tampa Bay.com. Catch up up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.